0: Alright, what's up guys? It's your boy Feño, and this is the Early Playing Podcast coming at you on Monday. 21st of August. I don't I don't even remember how to say dates. It's always the same bullshit with me. Let's just get into the fights. We had a big event, UFC 292. It was it was cool. It was okay. It was good. Um I get into all the fights, but obviously the big result here was Shannon Malley knocking the fuck out of Aljumar Sterling. I mean, didn't put him like super out. It was a TKO, but it was, he cracked him hard, man. Um, Other than that, we'll get into that. We have a lot of fine announcements and next, uh, I mean, this week, uh, fight night's pretty good. So let's, I'll stop wasting your time and let's get into the fights. Main event. Shannon Walsh defeats Aljamain Sterling via TKO at round two. Um, first round, both guys very tentative. Um, you could tell both did not want to engage. uh the other guy in their wheelhouse. Sterling got some stuff done with leg kicks. Um, and yeah, I mean, second round, Sterling tries to close distance from like super apart from super far apart, Uh, O'Malley takes the angle, the step back, right hand uh, puts him down, starts landing some big round and pound from standing, just barely controlling the legs and winding up with big hammer fists like from over his head, a good stoppage in my opinion, Uh, Sterling did not look good here, very concerned, did not get decent entries going, Uh, I felt like if he wasn't going to pressure, Sean O'Malley was going to take full advantage of every opportunity. And also, he was going to faint very hard to keep Sterling on his toes. That was mostly what happened. I figured that if Sterling got some good entries, he would, he could exploit the tendencies of O'Malley of giving up his back, be it on the feet and the clinch or on the ground, getting back half from Turtle. But yeah, I mean, Sterling got like two entries to the to takedowns. Uh, got into single legs, did not accomplish anything at all. Uh, according to O'Malley, he had a rib injury, he did not grapple at all at the end of the camp, uh, so he was very concerned. Maybe that explains why he was, like, super low-output and conservative, but it all worked out for him at the end. He called out Shito in the post-fight interview, apparently uh, Mirav and uh, Sanhagen are not available, they both need surgery, so... It all works out for the rematch between Cheeto and Anomaly. We'll get into Cheeto later. Cool main event have Wayley Zhang versus Amanda Lemos. I uh, thought Lemos would uh, get into this fight with a with a pretty decent striking advantage. I think that that held true despite what happened in the fight. Uh I, I expected Lemos to defend the takedowns better. I, I always picked I picked Shang for sure. Uh, but still, I expected a more competitive fight. Uh, it was not uh, the wrestling of Willie Zhang a way way ahead of anything Lemos had for her. Uh, Lemos tried for the ninja choke a few times. N- no good luck with that. Uh, Lemos actually got a bit better uh, defending the grappling as the fight went on, as she found like uh, some get-ups and stuff. Um, but yeah, it was rough, man. I thought Lemus won the fourth round as Wei Li didn't really like get I don't I don't remember if she got like a, a short takedown or or no takedowns she was getting outstruck. but then uh, Li, uh Wei Li drops her in the fifth round with a with a right hand I think um I'm not salty about the result I, obviously I like Wayli Zhang, uh, and I expected more of Lemus but it's alright, but I I really wanted to to put on the point that it's going to be pretty hard to beat well Wei Li. Uh, I mean, we we get into potential fights later, but the thing with Zhang Wei Li is that not only she's like this super athlete, I think Amanda Lemos is also a very good athlete, but in a in a similar tier to Wei Li Zhang, if we're honest. But the thing that that Zhang Wei Li has at this stage is that she has way more resources that than basically any girl in women's MMA right now. She's fighting in a huge gap. She she has support from the UFC. She's always fight, uh, training at the PI. Um, she she has money to spend between China and the US. Um, I mean, she's getting support, and that allows her to get, like, very good training. You can tell, like, Zhang, who has been training with Cejudo, uh got legit wrestling coaches, uh, probably is... Uh, gets a lot of rounds of pure wrestling with me, probably like male high school wrestlers that are around her size and that's like great to develop skills. Uh, and on the other hand we have a, a Amanda Lemos that trains with the, with the Alcantara brothers in a small camp in Brazil. She has like one decent uh, sparring partner at her camp and that girl is a straw weight. I mean a, an, an item weight so a weight class below there below her, so, I think Amanda Lemos has, has done very good with what she has, but if she has the money or the possibility, she, she should move to, like, American top team or something to develop better, because, uh, the camp, the camp failed her, at fi- I feel, in this fight, uh, she had a better fight in her, maybe not, maybe Waley still wins if Amanda Lemos shows with better wrestling, I mean, is very good, I'm not trying to discredit here, but I think it's, uh, I think the material realities are often overlooked when it comes to fighters. Uh, the same way like the Dagestani wrestlers, they have very good uh, infrastructure to, to develop as fighters. Like They have these very, very big like wrestling gyms uh, with very good coaches. They have good mats. They have space. They have time. Uh, everything that guys that these guys get tough like just fighting in the mountains on the rocks, it's not like that, they have like actual good gyms, uh, not only when it comes to the coaching and the training partners but also the infrastructure is actually surprisingly advanced over there in Dagestan uh, when it comes to the to the wrestling gyms, so that's why they're so good, obviously Obviously, every guy trains very hard, they have a culture for training, but they also have that, that material reality. Despite living in a, in a relatively poor poor part of the world, they, uh, when it comes to, to chances to develop a, a fighting style or a combat, a combat sport style, they do have the, the backing, the support, and the material reality to make it work. I think that's sometimes overlooked. Uh, a lot of guys are like, "Oh, the best fighters come from the favelas. They come from war zones, uh, because they have the, the dog in them." Um, and I don't. I'm not sure that's true, man. I think uh, bear fighters come from from places where fighters have the material reality to get good training with good training equipment, with good coaches, and with good training partners. That that's where where people develop uh, uh, bear fighting styles. And even if you compare like poor guys from Brazil, they still end up uh, training in very big modern gyms with good coaches, as opposed to poor fighters from other parts of the world, from other uh, countries of South America, from the poorer countries of Asia, from Africa. Uh, They do not have the infrastructure. They do not have the material reality to train as hard with good people. And I think that makes a big difference. And... And I think the next step for women's MMA should should be to develop better infrastructure, better materiality, so the fighters can dedicate themselves to to their craft and get better in good training environments. And it's hard because uh, MMA culture is so sexist that women do not have an easy time going into any camp. Uh, you see a lot of girls still training with uh, their coaches are still their boyfriends. I'm getting in a big here I hope this is somewhat interesting to some of you but just wanted to get it out it's not that oh Amanda poor Amanda Lemos doesn't have the same chances as Wei Li Zhang and that's that's why she lost I'm not saying that I think Wei Li Zhang a very good fighter uh, super excited for her moving forwards in the division Uh, I'm just saying like sometimes it's it's not a they're not on an equal on a on an equal playing field you know not making excuses for lemos uh she there there's stuff I'm sure that there's stuff that she could have done better even with her circumstances with better coaching especially or maybe she's just or maybe the coaching was good and she just doesn't have the mind to compete against like this level of fighter she was doing good fighting a lower level of opposition maybe and now that wayley that you know it's better than the rest uh, she could not cut it at this at this stage, but it's something to consider, you know? For Wei Li Zhang moving forward, um, this fight uh, said on Twitter is a bit concerning when it comes to fighting um, Tatiana Suarez, because uh, Wei Li Zhang, very a wrestler right now, you know? The, the striking not very impressive, uh, Suarez obviously not a great not a great striker herself, uh, pretty bad actually, but developing and also big, so that's interesting, but but yeah, the thing is that Suarez is so big and being an actual wrestler, a lot of the tricks that Wei Liang is using against these girls that have never put on the wrestling shoes will probably not work against her. Also, uh, Suarez is big. Suarez is pretty big. But yeah, I mean, interesting fight for sure. If that's the next fight, I'm very, I'm very interested. Uh, we have some fine announcement that... Might give us some glimpse about some future title contenders, too. We'll talk about that later. Let's move on with the rest of the card. Ian uh, yeah, Gary beat the shit out of Neil Magny. Was, like, good. It was good. I mean, uh, as a good fighter, you're supposed to be to beat Neil Magny. He didn't fall in, the, in any of the, like, Magny tropes of fighting in the clinch and... Yada, yada, yada. I don't know, man. Uh, it was good, but it wasn't, like, super impressive. I've seen, like blow up Magni way easier in the past, or uh, Dos Anjos or Larkin, uh, and Gary had like a lot of tools to to win this fight. The matchup was very favorable to him. Uh, one thing is that Neil Magni did not get the Jeff going at all because Gary came with a good game plan, kicked the shit out of his legs, um, but yeah, I mean Gary looked very solid here. Uh, didn't look like the fight pushed him at all, uh, cardio looks solid, uh, he has some few silly moments but he never got hurt or anything, grappling looks solid at the end too, um, Gary not a very good combination puncher, uh, could not get going when Magny was super hard against the cage, he was like very careful and when he tried to go for it he got like clinched or missed with his shots, I think that's one one area where, where Gary is not very good, but the the outside striking looking very solid. His him saying like, oh, I'm this new generation of MMA striking. I I don't feel that way to be honest. Not not trying to shit on, on Ian Gary. I just feel like he's a, just a good fighter, a pretty good. Like he could be future champion maybe, but but like he's not me wowing me. How would say it? I'm not saying wow when I watch Ian Gary. You know. Um, he's just solid, but he's not doing anything that I'm like, oh, wow, this guy is on another level. Not, not really. Uh, Gary says he wants to fight Wonder Boy. I feel like Gary can beat Wonder Boy, to be honest, especially this old Wonder Boy, uh, just because he's like super long and can kick. Being so long and being a decent like, kicker because uh, Gary not, not super... Not super hard on the leg kicks before this, but he looked pretty good leg kicking here. Unlike McGregor, that make a very smart tactic use of leg kicks against, and uh, Nate Diaz, but his leg kicks were so fucking bad. Uh, they looked better against uh Dustin Poirier on the rematch a little bit. Not 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 great, but they looked better. But the leg kicks against Nate Diaz looked pretty bad. But it it didn't matter because Conor were using the leg kicks for for other thing. <laughs> Uh, maybe, maybe I, I could do a video about that. <laughs> but you I mean, Gary looks solid, but I don't know, I don't feel like he's like, oh, wow. I mean, I'm way more impressed where I watch like a Shav- Shavka-Dragmanov uh, fight that when I do an Ian Gary, you know? But good for Gary, he's developed being very well. Uh, one uh, top tier fighter for 170. Before that, Mario Bautista had a fight with Damon Blackshear. Uh, close. Uh, one for Blackshear. Second was a bit of a swing round. Uh, I felt ba- Bautista myself, and then Bautista took over on the third. Uh, Blackshear is good, but he's, he's very anor- annoying to me. Like he's like on structure on the feet, uh, kind of sloppy. But then he gets into clinches, he's insanely strong. Uh, so he can bullshit a lot of takedowns from on the ground. He's very good. He's an a legit grappler. Uh, Bautista, I feel like. He's too insistent on being well-rounded instead of like finding success in an area and and building on that. I feel like Bautista could be better if, for example, in the third round, Bautista were started to get going with the striking, but but he never really found the mark with the striking because he was going to the wrestling so often. Uh he eventually found success with the with the grappling. Well, Blackshear got super tired but he's good at uh, at hiding it and still throwing what his started but yeah he had he got tired for sure I mean he he muscles so much stuff and Bautista looks to have great cardio he has a good style for five rounds but yeah good for Bautista especially because he took the the fight on such short notice and uh, the matchup is so different he was supposed to fight Cody Garbrandt at first uh Blackshear very different a lot taller uh more of a kicker, a different kind of wrestler as well, so uh, good for Bautista, I, I think he's very good. Before that, Chito beat Pedro Munoz, a lot of people saying it was super close, that Munoz, some even saying that Munoz should have got the decision, I do not agree at all, I feel like especially one, round one and three, very easy rounds to score for Chito, Chito was doing a lot more damage with like the the jabs and the, and the, straight, the straight right hands, uh, and some kicks too then it was a lot more significant than anything that Munoz was doing Munoz was connecting solid here and there but cheeto looked like he wasn't affected at all and then when Chido was connecting he was like striking Munoz hard uh, second round I could see because Munoz got like a lot of offense going in the second half but I still felt like it was a solid performance by Chito I, I wish He could have a a more solid connection between the kicks and the boxing. And also, he he should bring back the clinch. He's very solid here, solid there. And and Chito is nasty from top position. I I understand in this fight. Uh, You don't really want to test that maybe with Munoz, but against some other guys, you get takedowns. Chito is so good from top position. But yeah, I mean good for Chito. Like, good comeback, and if he's going to fight O'Malley... That's a great fight, a uh, good rematch to have for the title uh, between and th- these two guys. Uh, obviously, more Mali, but Chito is one of the, like, uh, turning into one of the biggest stars of the sport right now, and I'm cool with that. I like, I like Chito Vera a lot, obviously. Brad Tavares and Chris Weidman had a very sad fight. Tavares did not concede any takedowns, even when Weidman looked to be, like, super deep. I talk about how the physicality of Weidman has looked diminished, uh, but surprisingly, a, lo- a lot of guys look like super short, but they do not look weaker. Uh, White man looks to be in great shape, but I don't know, man. He doesn't look like like strong in in those wrestling exchanges. Obviously, Tavares always had this good takedown defense. Tavares started shooing the shit out of up of the lead leg of White Not the not the one that broke. That's the his right leg. The I'm talking about the left leg. He was, like, punishing Whiteman super hard with leg kicks and he could not finish the deal, man. And then Whiteman on just one leg started uh, standing on soap on bullshit boxing combinations and he was getting to Tavares, like, super often, so... Uh, not a good performance by Tavares. Um, I, uh, I'm guessing he, i guessing... I'm i guessing he's a kind of guy that gets, like, nervous and he's, he was coming off a losing streak. He just wanted to make sure it's very important to win this fight, especially because it is Chris Whiteman. So, yeah, I don't want to... To drag Tavares too much, even though I thought it was a pretty bad performance, he had Whiteman super hurt. The the smartest thing you can do when you have a super hurt opponent is to to just put him out so he can't hurt you anymore. And Tavares did not do that for White Man. I, I I said I I I don't like to call for retirements, but but maybe I don't know, dude. Uh, White Man does. White Man can still win fights at the at the lower. a lower tier in the division, but is that what he wants to do with his career? I don't know. Uh, Hovokop beat Denis Tululin immediately, like he took him down. Uh, I said before the fight, I I think that what's going to make the difference here was going to be the wrestling of of Rodriguez. Uh, He fucked him up, man. Uh, Huge elbows. uh, The last one to the back of the head. Uh, I did not watch this with the English commentary. Or did I? I don't know, no. I think I did not watch uh, anything after the knockout, so I did not watch the interview or anything. Apparently DC was crying about how the last elbow was illegal. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure like Tululin turned himself uh, strikes when the opponent is moving to the back of the head are not illegal at all. Or they are completely valid. That's why I've always make fun of Junior Dos Santos for still saying that Cyril Gan beat him with an illegal, illegal strike because it was Junior who turned his back to a guy that's not defending yourself intelligently, so even if you if you think the strike was illegal and it was not, it was a legal strike, the fight should have been stopped because you're not defending yourself. And also remember that Junior Dos Santos won his title against Cain Velasquez with an overhand that landed like behind the ear. that you could it that's back of the head as well, so (laughs) very silly stuff. Uh, Ultimate Fighter Fighter Finale, uh, Kurt Holobo versus Austin Austin Hover, I was expecting this one to be a good fight, it was, I think Austin Hover looked very solid here, but he didn't have the same physicality as Kurt Holobo, Kurt Holobo looking huge here, Uh, I don't know how he made 145 in the past, but 155 is the right weight class for him for sure, Uh, and Holobo when he gets the 1-2 going, he's, he's legit man, he just gets the damage going, uh, and then at the 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 last sequence, uh, Holobow with the, with a nice triangle. He had the armbar. Uh, Hover tried to Hover went for like a cartwheel pass to land on his to land belly down instead of like rolling into the armbar and ending up on his back, but Holobow. Adjusted immediately with a beautiful triangle choke, Uh, good for Holobo, Uh, but I hope they keep Austin Hover too because both guys look solid here. And I'm talking about both guys looking good. The other Ultimate Fighter finale, uh, Brad Katona beat Cody Gibson. This was a fucking war and it was great, man. Uh, Brad Katona, I, I I picked Cody Gibson here and Cody Gibson doing what I thought he was going to do earlier, putting on the pressure volume, combination punching, good defense, but Katona, man, Katona is, Katona might, if Katona can win a fight being a blanket, he's going to take it, but if you put him on a fight and he has no option, he's a fucking dog, man, he's he, so conditioned, he has quick hands, pops hard, I said in, before the fight that Gibson needed to get the damage done early to win this fight, and I feel like Katona just endured over the damage that Gibson was doing and came back with more hurting shots. Uh, the left hook to the body by Katona, I think I uh, said before the fight, and it played out, made him favors in making Gibson tired. He hurt the eye of Gibson at the third round. I think uh, first round super clear for Gibson. Second round close. I think Katona had the better optics, but I think if you go by like by by volume and overall damage, you get you can give it to Gibson, uh, but it's like a swing round. And then the third round was super clear for Katona. Uh Good good for him and good good fight. A very good fight. I hope they also sign Cody Gibson. He's solid, man. This was great. This was great. If you didn't watch anything on the prelims, watch this for sure. Petroski versus Mirchard. Uh, I don't remember much. I think it could have gone to Mirchard. Uh, I don't know. I, I actually remember now. The first round was like a 10-10. Or maybe for Mirschardt, to be honest. Uh, it was a very nothing round. Petrowski had a had a takedown at the end. And Mirschardt put on a reverse triangle that wasn't locked in. And nothing happened there. So you, you could just discard that part. I think Mirschardt landed like better shots. Uh, despite uh, Petrowski having more volume on the first round. Then Mirschardt got dropped hard on the on the second round. But then Mirschardt won the, the third big time. Uh I think Mirchar needed to put more on a pace. He, uh, he could have gotten Petrovsky tired earlier if he did. Obviously it was dangerous. Petrovsky a, a good athlete, he can pop. Um, and Petrovsky a, a good grappler. We we had a few cool grappling sequences here. But, but yeah, Petrovsky wins that decision. It's it's whatever, it was good. Uh Petrovsky needs more more seasoning before fighting like better guys, better than Mirschar for sure. Natalia Silva just beat the shit out of Andrea Lee, Andrea Lee did not have anything for her. I was expecting uh, Lee, who has been very committed to, like, kicking and going to the body in the past, to find some success against Silva because Silva circles so much, depends on the lean back so much. But no, uh, she did not get any of that going, Natalia Silva just doing her in and out striking, looking very good here, here. Uh, she started coasting a little bit. I don't blame her. She she just took uh, an easy win here. She continues to be one of the most exciting fighters at, at 125. Uh, on the opening fight, Karina Silva defeats Marina Moros by submission with one second left. Um, Marina Moros should have tr- uh, shouldn't have tapped. You know <laughs> why? Why did she tap? Uh, do, do do you hear the the 10 second buzzer? And uh, you get choked. Uh, I know it's it's scary, man. I've been in tight chokes in the past, and uh, yeah, it feels it feels like shit. It feels like you're going to die. But as a pro fighter, you need to know that it's going to be alright. If I go to sleep, I go to sleep. If I don't, I get to keep fighting. But if you tap, you lose your yourself of a of a chance to keep fighting. It's not it's not the same as if if it was an armbar. Obviously, I especially as a low Uh, low-income UFC fighter, you don't want to spend like six months rehabbing uh, a broken humerus or humerus or something, you know? Um, But if it's a choke, like, I don't know, fuck it, go to sleep. And if you don't go to sleep, you can can keep fighting. Uh, But yeah, I mean, Karina Silva is legit, man. The hair front, headlock game, solid. He surprised a lot of people with that with that leg lock that she had in her last fight, but it's the front headlock that I think it's the uh, the more valuable asset for her, for her. But it was all all around, it was a good pay-per-view. Um, good for O'Malley, man. And if O'Malley versus Cheeto is a thing, I'm all for it. Very excited. Uh, we have a lot of fighting announcements. Uh, let's begin with a fun one. Uh, Jordan Levitt will fight Chase Hooper. I'm expecting Levitt to look very strong here, <laughs> and. He might be like a bad matchup for Hooper. I mean, Levitt did, did get submitted by Paddy Pimblet. By Paddy, very athletic, big, strong. Uh, Hooper, not so much. Uh, the striking, I think Levitt might be better. I, I think I, I think I have to pick uh, Jordan Levitt here. Maybe Chase Hooper can. Chase Hooper, though, has some qualities. He's not complete trash. Um, He's somewhat strong in the clinch. Um, I mean, he. he it, I don't know he looks very weak sometimes it's hard to know how he will look against a 155er Jordan Levitt obviously not a very big lightweight so maybe maybe Levitt is not that stronger than that that much stronger than Hooper and on the ground but but Levitt is a legit grappler man he he fucked up against uh Paddy but Paddy is dangerous from the back obviously Hooper has a more like sports BJJ game going on and that's. That's more punishable for top position, especially considering that Levitt is a wrestler. So, um, I don't know, man. What else? What else we have? Um, Calvillo was supposed to fight Elise Reed. Uh, now, uh, Yasmin Lucindo is filling in. Uh, I think that's it for Elise Reid in the UFC. Lucindo's probably going to win this one. Uh, Daniel Pineda will fight Ash Khabob. Good fight. Good fight. A good... Uh, I mean, Ashkabov looks solid, I mean, but he looks like a guy that was used to beat on cans, you know? Uh, Pineda, probably a tough fight for him because Pineda is not a guy that you just get out of there. He's a fucking dog. And so maybe Pineda can just like drag him into deep waters and win this one. But Ashkabov is not bad, man. He's he's solid. He's solid. He just needs to get more experience against decent competition, I feel. Kim ho Mr. Perfect, my boy is fighting John Castaneda. Uh, this one feels a bit rough for, for Mr. Perfect. I mean, Castaneda, kind of hard to take down. Uh, but this one should be a good fight. A good fight. That's happening in November, by the way. Uh, Raul Rosas will fight Terrence Mitchell. He's getting a an absolute layup. Uh, Rosas here. I don't know. They're trying to build him back up. That's okay. Not very interesting. interested in that. Jessica Andrade is, is fighting Mackenzie Dern, and not so sure I'm interested in this one. I mean, Dern obviously not as good as a wrestler as Tatiana Suarez, so maybe Andrade can get some stuff going. But Dern, now that she can... I mean, Dern could always crack, but she's a bit more, more decent now with her hands. I don't know. Uh, Andrade is not looking good, man. She's Maybe she's... This might be, like, the end of Andrade, like, she's going to start, like, losing to worse and worse competition. Not that I can see Dern is, like, super stepped down from Tatiana Suarez, but but this should be an easy matchup for Andrade in her prime, and she's probably getting submitted here. I'm starting to lose hope on Andrade being elite again. Um, Michel Pereira moving up to middleweight, and he's fighting marc Andre Barriol. Uh, interesting because side the super dynamic versus the hard worker that pushes the pace, it's good. Hoping burial bar- wins, to be honest. Uh, Eliseo Saleski dos Santos is fighting Renat Um Interesting, considering that Saleski just come from beating uh, Nurmagomedov. Uh, I'm not super high high on Fagretinov. So this should be a good test for him. Uh, hopefully Dos Santos wins here, to be honest. I like Capoeira. He's good. Angela Hill continues to take on like, the hardest fights that she can. Uh, so she's fighting Denise Gomes on November 4th. Uh, should be a banger. Should be a good one. So obviously Hill here should try to like take it late into a fight, try to get her tired and go down to with with her work rate. Uh, her tricks, I mean, I like Angela Hill a lot, man. Jodor Foviera is fighting Armin Petrosian. Interesting. A former kickboxer against a former uh, jiu-jitsu legend, so... Obviously not of similar level, like Petrosian was was just a kickboxer. <laughs> he was nowhere near as good as Jodor Foviera uh, was in jiu-jitsu. But as an MMA fighter, I would say Petrosian better. Better than Viera, but the matchup is interesting. If Viera takes it to the ground, he can probably get a submission. But uh, the takedowns have not looked super solid for Viera. Uh, Kevin Holland is fighting Jack Della Maddalena at uh, the UFC event in Mexico, they are the co main event. Good fight, good fight. Excited for it. Uh, it sucks that Jack Della doesn't get to fight in Australia, to be honest. That's the bad part, But but this one is a good fight. I'll be watching. Elvis Brenner will fight Stefan Ribovich, and this one is like a, like a good classic. <laughs> like both guys are so exciting. This one is going to be so much fun. Uh, I I've said that this is the official Fenyo versus uh, Simon season because he's like the, he's obviously backing Ribovich here, and I'm I mean he's obviously backing Brenner here, and Ribovich my boy. So yeah, we're we're going to war over this one. <laughs> What else we have? Team Minz will, will fight Andre Fialio. Um, I'm feeling like Minz is going to win this one. Like Fialio has been looking rough lately and Minz is still solid. He's old and he's kind of fragile, but he's still solid. Um, or maybe like Minz just makes him look like super bad only until Fialo kills him. That's the, the Sandro prediction. Shout out, cool thought, my boy. What else? Uh, Marina Rodriguez is rematching Michel Watterson for some reason. Uh, weird. Very weird. Uh, I don't feel like Michelle deserves this uh, rematch at all. And there are other matchups to make in the division. So, yeah. Do not like this one. I'm hoping Marina wins again, though. Cesar Almeida will fight Christian Leroy Duncan, and this one... It's interesting. I liked Almeida a lot in his contender series fight. Um, Duncan will probably have to try to grapple on this one, but you know he has that British wrestling going on. <laughs> but yeah, should be should be fun. Should be good. And then we have this uh, week event. I'm just going to talk about the UFC one. Uh, I'm not sure if there's BFL, I'm sure there's contender series. Not going to preview any of that. I'm going kind of long right now, so let's watch. At this one, the main event is Max Holloway versus the Korean Zombie. Max Holloway is probably going to beat the shit out of the zombie man. But I like watching Max Holloway. And if if Sung Jung wanted wanted this fight, I'm okay with he with him getting it. Uh, hopefully, he doesn't get beat too bad. But yeah, I mean. Does not look like a very concerning fight for Holloway. Obviously, Jansen Jung, uh, very sharp counter-puncher out of the gate. Uh, maybe he can crack Holloway's chin. Maybe he's the one. Uh, I doubt it, but not impossible. We've seen crazier stuff before. Now, the command event is puzzling because you have Anthony Smith versus Ryan Span. They fought, like, not long ago at all. Okay, almost two years, but... I don't know man uh don't give a shit about this one both guys super out of title contention both guys coming off losses like who cares man why why are you putting this here we have way better fights and more important fights down in the card and you insist on putting anthony smith either on main events or co-main events or putting 205 as as co-main events or main events like stop this shit man this division is not good i'm not trying to drag on the fighters but there are fighters that are better that are probably working harder and make for a better show. And the UFC fails to promote uh, their good divisions. And then they complain about like, oh, why is, why is women's throwaway not doing as good? Why is women uh, men's flyway not doing as good? It's because you do shit like this. You put light heavyweights that are losing streaks on the co-main event of a good fight card when you have better fights available. Jigachikaze uh, is fighting Alex Caceres, not super important at one for, I mean, decently important. But more important than Anthony Smith versus Ryan Span for sure. And a way better fight with better fighters. Uh, This one is interesting. Uh, Caceres will probably have to make some stuff happening, like, late. Uh, He's tricky. He, He can probably strike with gas, but Giga is way more potent, more dangerous. But if Caceres, like, gets some stuff going on and drags him to the ground, who knows, man? And Caceres is solid with the rear naked choke. So good fight, good fight, looking forward. Rinja Nakamura comes back, the former Japanese wrestler uh, turned into explosive knockout threat. (laughs) He's... I'm excited to watch him again, and he's fighting Fernie Garcia. Fernie Garcia is solid, man. Uh, Haven't had a lot of luck in the UFC, but he's a solid fighter, so good for Nakamura. Uh, Nakamura probably uh, will have a decent... No, more than decent, like a big athletic advantage in this one and obviously good wrestler with knockout power but excited to see how he develops very good very good and then we have Erin Blanchfield versus Tyler Santos and this could be like a main event this could be main event and and it's not even co-main event it's under the card. it's under Ryan Spann versus Anthony Smith you have the the hottest prospect at 125 she has looked like great in every fight. She's fighting Tyler Santos who went to hell and back with Valentina Shevchenko and this is her bounce bounce back fight. Uh, so yeah, you have like 11 and 1 versus 19 and 2 former title contender. Great fight and you you're not promoting this. You should put this as a main event on a fight night or you should do this as the co-main especially if you have like Holloway on top why are you trying to promote Anthony Smith or Ryan Span? where is that leaving you you have other contenders like even if Ryan Span wins with a big knockout Ryan Span is not winning the title you know it's so frustrating this is a good fight this is a good fight in a division that people think is super shallow and it's getting better like um. woman's Flyweight is already better than than 205. Don't don't come at me, bro. Junior Tafa is fighting Parker Porker. Carter Porker. <laughs> Parker Porter, whatever. I, that's all I I will say about that fight. Oh, Aldo Cortez Acosta versus Lukash Breschi. That's awful, man, that's, that's shit, I'm, I'm full on hater mode right now, I'm mad at this, at least they did not put, like, Waldo Cortes Acosta's ass on the, on the main card, like, come on, dude, come on, dude, but yeah, Cortes Acosta is solid, I, I just don't like him, he's boring, uh, he's probably going to beat Bresky, and Bresky is going to be out of the UFC, or whatever, man. Toshiomi Kasama, the, the guy who lost the road to UFC, f- uh, final against Rinja Nakamura. He's fighting Garrett Arnfield, that guy that made sure not the debut against Onama, and he's a bantamweight fighting David David Onama, who is a huge featherweight. So, and Arnfield looks solid. Now, this one is a good fight because both guys are super well rounded. Um, excited. This one is a good fight. Now, watch out for this one. Maybe you guys don't know about these guys, but this one is good. Shidi and Jukwan is fighting uh, Mitchell Oleg- uh, this one is a good fight for middleweight, uh, this one should be interesting, uh, maybe Michal will look for takedowns here, you know, he's all right as a wrestler, better defensively, but he can probably go for takedowns here, and she is dangerous, so it's a good fight, it kind of sucks because I like both these guys, um, uh, maybe the, the guy that wins this one in Goes into my the into the official like 185ers that I like now that Brendan Allen is out of there for for Neil magny related reasons. Son Kenan is fighting Rolando Bedoya, uh, they should bang. That, that's all you should know about that one. Uh, Kinoshita is fighting Billy Goff, Kinoshita, the guy that got that beautiful knockout on Contender Series, and then Adam Fugit, like him up. Kinoshita kind of small for welterweight, and he's fighting this guy Billy Goff that g- got a contract on Contender Series, and I do not remember at all. I will have to, to watch that fight to remember. But yeah, Kinoshita is exciting at least. Uh, Na Liang is fighting JJ Aldrich, and I think Aldrich is going to win this one, like pretty easy. Uh, Suwo Choi is fighting Jarno Erens. Um... I do not remember Erens man. Was that the the B card last year? I'm not sure. Uh hope hopefully soon shoi soon shoy bounces back for fuck's sake bro uh, bounces back on this one. I like him, he's solid and he's been in like good fights man. The the Kulibao fight was was rough by I mean then again he fought he lost to Trisano and to Caseres so he might be caught if he loses this one. So, hope, hoping he bounces back. Uh, that's it, guys. Uh, I think it wasn't as short as I wanted to. I had a lot of shit to talk about. But, yeah, that's it. I uh, try to put some good content uh, this week for you guys. For Patreon. Watch out for Patreon. I remember to support us on Patreon. If you can, every penny is appreciated, guys. Every Single penny is appreciated, always remember that. And talking about pennies and dollars and money and all of that. Uh, I, w- I want to remember, guys, that this podcast is sponsored by Ex-Marshall. marshall a combat sport brand dedicated to supporting the Jiu-Jitsu community. Their goal is to create a fun training environment with unique and exciting designs and promote the gym culture we all love. Xmarshall offers a range of products including rash guards, shorts, pads, geese, streetwear and training equipment. Use code the fight side to get a 10%, 10% discount on your order now. That's the fight side, all upper no spaces, as all codes. Uh, for the best deals and discounts, sign up to the mailing list and follow the socials at Official. Thank you, Xmarshall. Thank you guys, especially our dear patrons over at patreon.com and I'll see you guys during the week, hit me out on Twitter, on Discord, I'm always up for talking with you guys, especially about combat sports, and I'll see you guys on the next one, thank you so much, bye.